0: Hello, everybody. I'm John Locke, and I'd like to welcome you to the Your Success.com Trading Performance Podcast, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. Listen up and enjoy the segment. It's one thing to win a trade. It's another to be consistently profitable. Each time on The Winning Trade, we take a look at successful option strategies that take advantage of the current market conditions through the passage of time. For those serious about becoming successful, consistently profitable options traders, now is the time to build skills in technical analysis, market analysis, and applied volatility to get those results. We have multiple memberships, starting with our Go membership that teaches rules-based trading, and our Pro membership that teaches more subjective trading. For more information, go to lockinyoursuccess.com slash memberships. Hello everyone and welcome to our special webinar on the M3.4U, the dynamic trading strategy for modern market conditions. Before we get going, I'd like to remind you that the presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker-dealers or financial advisors and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk of trading options is substantial and please make sure you're aware of all your risks prior placing any trades. Also note that any trades and results presented in this presentation today, please consider them to be hypothetical computer simulated trades and results. They would be believed as accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind that live results can vary from similar result for many different reasons. First of all, I'll let me welcome Stephen on. Hello, Stephen. Hello, John. Hello, everybody. Good to be here. Awesome. Hope you're doing well today. I'm doing awesome myself. Good. So let's just take a moment here and just do some housekeeping stuff. If you have any questions or comments or anything, please post them into the chat. We'd love to uh, answer them for you. matter of fact, we're having a question and answer session after for our presentations here for today. And yes, yeah, say hello, feel free to say hello, hello, uh, Rainer. And welcome everybody on uh, the webinar today. And we're going to save, unless it's relevant or needs to be answered right away, we're going to save most of the questions probably till after we're done with our content. We have a lot of stuff to share with you today. We would like to get through it as quickly and efficiently as possible. There is going to be a recording available for a limited time. If you can't be honest for the whole webinar today, we'll probably take probably close to an hour. Today, uh, what we're going to do for an agenda here, we're going to talk about the challenges of newer and mid-level traders. We're going to talk about the M3.4U trading strategy, which by the way, has become my favorite trading strategy, or rule-based trading strategy that we we have. And I know those of you who've been around for a while know that it used to be the bearish butterfly. I used to love the bearish butterfly. I still like I still love the bearish butterfly, in fact. But our M3.4U, you, you know, it offers sometimes trade, trade returns in the 30 plus percent range, like a bearish butterfly, but it's much more simple to manage drawdowns are you can trade with a small amount of capital the drawdowns are going to be much less and uh, it's very adaptable and flexible when we get to our more advanced levels of trading so i really love this strategy but we'll talk about what the strategy is and uh, so forth we're going to discuss the historical performance of the m you. i am going to be discussing our what we call the basic stage three strategy and risk parameters which is more rule-based guidelines type of the way of trading it we're going to go over some examples of that and then steven is going to come on he's going to discuss the m3.4u for more subjective more advanced traders who are more a stage four stage five level traders and he's going to go over some examples as well i believe so let's kind of get rolling here oh also to Stephen, field for you to jump in with any comments and anybody else if you have any comments or questions please throw that into the chat so challenges that newer and mid-level traders face when they trying to learn trading in general is uh, i say the number one challenge can be the uh, overwhelm oh i don't know what to do there's too many different trading strategies out there there's too many different ways to trade you know uh, trades have too much subjectivity for my current knowledge and my current ability and uh and that type of thing it's very very common uh sometimes they have a, you have a small account, or even more importantly, maybe you have a big account, but you're not really yet skilled enough where you should be trading these large position sizes, or sometimes maybe you are skilled enough and, and you're just not confident enough to trade those large position size yet, sizes yet. Uh, a lot of us have a limited amount of time, we have jobs, and even if we don't have jobs and we're retired, we don't wanna spend our life sitting in front of the computer trying to manage trades. And of course, we all have performance concerns, right? We want to perform well in the marketplace. So as we're going through these, let's talk about them one at a time here. So as far as overwhelm goes, I have some suggestions for you. There are an unlimited amount of trading styles, virtually unlimited, virtually unlimited amount of trading rules. Um, If you're jumping around from trading strategy, to trading strategy, hoping to find the one that wins all the time, regardless of whatever, happens in the market for now and forever into the future, that is not a very productive way to spend your time. You're much going to be much better off to uh, practice what we call constraint. Focus on one trading strategy. You know, a, a trading strategy that you can learn with, a trading strategy that's dynamic, a trading strategy that tends to do well over time. And um, even at first, I would also suggest that you be very non-subjective with with your rule set, right? At a certain level, when you gain a certain level of understanding, these those recommendations change, right? But until you get to that understanding level, uh, I would encourage you to focus on one strategy with defined, uh, non-subjective rule set that's simple and effective. Okay. Now, if you're dealing with a small account. You know some of our trading strategies and other trading strategies there they could be quite large um, you really shouldn't be trading large if you're newer at this if you're a trader that just trades rules uh, um, you really shouldn't be trading that large of a position right if you're just kind of blindly following a set of rules not subjectively or uh, or if you're small account or if you don't have the skill level to do so or if you have uh, mindset issues or, or psychological issues that are that are you know causing fear and so forth. So, uh, that being the case, you want to focus on a strategy that's simple enough for beginners that you can be traded small enough that you don't get into too much of that. And, you know, this is a $4,000 position size and it's the $5,000 plan capital we call it, but the trade itself really never goes over $4,000. And we, um, we do it with an exit loss trigger of $500. There are other things you can do to get the trade to a smaller size. Um, but it's, it brings in additional complications. But to keep things simple, $4,000, $500 loss trigger, there should be a reasonable amount of money for most people. Uh, if you have limited time, again, you want a strategy that's simple, simple adjustments, you don't have to spend a lot of time trying to roll things all the time or do complicated movements, minimal minimal rolling or, or large complicated adjustments, you want to keep it at minimal. Then you don't want to have to constantly monitor the darn thing and that's true for me, even it's not true for everybody, right? Some people like to sit there and watch the market all day and, 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 and whatever. But, you know, for me, you know, I'm learning to income trade because I want to make money, but I don't want to sit there and watch the market all the time. I don't want to, I don't want another job. I want to come in, I want to be able to look at the market once a day you know, if i need to do something then i just want to be able to do something on my phone i want it to be relatively simple i don't want to have to go in there and get to a computer so to speak and deal with it and you know if something's something, if i have to go a day past an adjustment level i don't want to be freaking out about it so um it's one of the things little vote the strategy can be that way and then as far as performance concerns i'd like to mention that performance should not be your primary objective when you are beginning tra- a beginner trader, you know looking for top performance. Even mid-level traders should, that should not be your primary concern. Once you get to a certain level of trading and you get to a subjective level of trading, I mean performance becomes paramount. I mean we trade for money, right? So we 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 want to um, have that. We want to have great performance, but uh, we're not going to get to that level if we're a beginner trader or intermediate trader. Trader and alls we're focusing on. Us. But that said you know we want to at least start with a proven strategy that's simple to implement has great performance record over an extremely wide variety of conditions including the current and post current market environments and that's where we want to go here know that no trading strategy works all the time right so no trading strategy is going to go all the time you have to you want to understand that and really you have to internalize that the funny thing is is i think most of us intellectually understand that no trading strategy is going to work all the time but from an unconscious level and the way we act when we start position sizing and so forth, and the way we base our confidence level, right? this goes into a psychological issue, but the way we base our confidence level off of recent results, a lot of t- of us actually expect that trading strategy to win all the time. And we have to be careful of that. And he says, yeah, no trading strategy works all the time. Plus, of course, you're right. You should not chop and change all the time either. The reality is, is you're going to go through cycles as a trader of, good performance and cycles of poor performance. It's just the reality of trading. If you can't deal with that, get out of trading now, because I mean, you're going to forever spend your life trying to find this perfect situation where you're always going to make the same amount of money. Uh, you know, let me do you a favor, you know, go away. Um, that's the best thing you can do now. Everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna promise you that, but it's not true, right? You're always going to run through that. So exactly when should you change the kind of trades you do, uh, again, you're going to have these challenges, and we're going to be kind of getting into that. So let's uh, let's move on. let's move forward here. And the strategy again we're introducing here M three point four U is a dynamic, overlapping market neutral broken wing butterfly strategy that we designed for and is traded on the Russell two thousand. Uh, it's designated as the core income strategy for our traders in stage three of our trader success blueprint. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, is within our Go membership we have something called a Trader Success Blueprint. It's designed to uh, aid traders or help traders go through certain stages of trading in the most efficient way possible, so so that they can um, propel themselves into a pro level trader. When we start to become more subjective with our trading, we gain a good understanding of the marketplace and so forth. And this I decide as a core strategy again because the initial stage three style strategy. So stage three is the area where you want to focus on guidelines, trades, follow guidelines, trades, gaining an understanding of the trading strategy, gaining an understanding of the market, how they interact with one another. Stage four is where we start to propel you into a professional level trader. The strategy is, is great for both of those spaces. So that's one of the reasons we do that. Yeah, thank you for answering that question, Stephen, too. So everybody can go into the chat and Stephen provided a good answer for Bill's question. This can be traded with as little as $4,000 with a $500 loss trigger. So again, good size, simple adjustment strategy, minimal rolling, proven fantastic performance prior to both COVID, prior to COVID and uh, as well as after COVID. So let's take a look at performance for a minute. Okay. These are our results from January 2011 to August 2023 on all closed trades, traded every cycle with a planned capital level of $25,000. And during that time period, we have had 123 winners and 29 losers. That gives us a win rate of 81%, which is absolutely fantastic. But what's even more exciting than that is going to be these dynamics down here. You see, most of these types of trading strategies that have winning win rates in the 80 or 80 plus percent range, what you see is you see here that your losses on average are higher than your wins. And most of the time, you're going to see your largest loss is significantly higher than your largest win. This here, those dynamics are flipped. So uh, what we have is our largest winner being $11,875 compared to our largest loser which is $3,550. That means our largest winner is almost three times our largest loser. This is a fantastic benefit when you're trading a strategy. Of course, it helps keep your drawdowns from being excessively high. It also helps with your psychology because when this is flipped around as it is in most strategies, if you were to take it, for example, an $11,000 loss and your largest win was only $3,500, I mean, it's going to take... A long, long time to get that strategy back to break even. That is not the case here. This this strategy is fantastic at recovering from periods of time where it might be a little bit challenging. And also, not only is my largest win larger than my largest loss, my average win is also significantly higher than my average loss. So, again, on most strategies that have win rates over 75%, certainly over 80 or 85%. We're looking at win-loss rates where the average loss is significantly higher than the average win. Here we have the opposite dynamic, our average win being 23.97, which is nearly 10%. You'll see a lot of trading strategies that have profit targets at 10%. Very few of them actually have an average win at 10%. And then our average loss is significantly less than that at 1771 meaning that if we happen to take a loss or two that can easily be made up in one trade meaning we're not sitting in drawdown for months and months and months like you are with a lot of other strategies i just really love this strategy i really love the profit and loss dynamics within the strategy as well as the win rate it's a it's a win-win um all right so anyway moving on description of the strategy and this kind of comes in two forms. It comes in our basic stage three strategy. It comes in our uh, more advanced, more flexible, stage four, stage five uh, type of situation. And uh, I'm going to be discussing stage three. Steven's gonna be discussing the other variable later on. So we're gonna trade this in the Russell. Our analytical software suggested is ONE. I no longer suggest view software. Right, you could also analyze this and toss and TD Ameritrade if you're not backtesting, right? It's, it's still, it's, the, the Delta numbers are flexible enough where you can really uh, deal with any of those. And um, our entry is a 60-40 broken-wing butterfly normally. Our example size is $5,000 plan capital that we are going to be doing with our demonstrations. Uh, the reality is, is we limit the actual position size at 4000 So the returns are actually a little bit higher than what you're going to actually have in the trade our minimum position size suggested is about 4,000. Again, there's things you can do to lower it, but uh, we'll go from there. So uh, the duration of the trade is up to 56 days. So there are overlapping trades. Our suggestion is to check your trading strategy once a day. I do not like to do intraday stuff here. Uh, Profit target as much as market allows. So this is a trading strategy that does not have a profit target. There are advantages and disadvantages to having a profit target. Generally, you have a Lower profit targets generally result in a higher win rate. No profit targets generally result in a lower win rate. Uh, However, you are cutting off your profits if you have a lower profit target in particular. And uh, meaning that you're, remember that dynamic we looked at, the average win versus the average loss, the largest win versus the larger loss that throws those numbers out. So uh, I, I like this particularly with no profit target. Again, as we get subjective, you may end up putting profit targets in from time to time or making other exit criteria, or at least I would recommend that. But um, as a stage three, that's what we're doing. Our expected average profit per trade is approximately 5% of our planned capital. It's actually, I expect a little bit higher than that. Uh, our exit loss trigger is $250 per lot. This gonna be 250 per contract. I think we're doing 10 contracts, so it'll be $2,500 maximum loss or, or exit loss trigger, and again, that's a loose number. We can be loose with our exit loss triggers on these a little bit when we get when we have the dynamics where we make a lot of money, right? So if you're in a strategy where you're trying to make $100 and your exit loss trigger is $100, you're going to kind of have to be tight on that because you're never going to make more than $100. But when you have these bigger wins, you can be also a little bit loose sometimes on your exit loss trigger. Okay, so let's talk about some examples. Last year, if you remember, if you were on the M3.4U webinar that we had, we did January, February, and March of 2022, at three consecutive months in a row. I figured we'd keep that tradition going, and we would do January, February, March of 2023. And we're going to be doing the examples with a $25,000 plant capital that's going to give us a 10% exit loss trigger, or $2,500. And this strategy does not have a profit target. But again, our our average win on these trades usually runs close to ten percent, somewhere near the twenty five hundred dollar range. Before we do that though, let me just quickly tell you about the uh, the offer that we're having today on the M3.4U strategy program. So first of all, understand the M3.4U strategy program is a lot more than a set of trade rules. Trade rules are a diamond does and they're of limited use. You really need to what you really need to become uh, or advanced as a trader is you need to understand the nuances. You need to understand when to be tight with the guidelines, when maybe loosen things up a little bit uh, for that consistency that we're all trying to gain. Right. So I developed the M3.4U program as the core trading strategy for our stage three traders in our trader success blueprint for a reason. It's right? very well designed for that. So for beginner and intermediate and non-subjective traders. And choose to be non-subjective. The program includes some very well-defined proven strategy guidelines with multiple detailed examples, including unusual situations. Um, for our more advanced traders, the program includes advanced lessons, including lessons on adding subjectivity, combining M3.4U with other strategies. A critical part of the program includes properly interpreting backtests and properly interpreting your trading results. This is something that we come across again and again and again. Traders come in, they backtest test something, and the way they back test it is uh, a way that gives them a very poor representation of what that strategy is like to, likely to do going forward in the markets if you're trying to trade to it as a live market condition. Uh, we teach you how to overcome that so you get a more realistic view of what the strategy is actually likely to do. Uh, We have additional lessons for our stage four and stage five traders where we demonstrate when and how to add subjectivity to, to the the trading strategy. Uh, We include powerful examples and we talk about how to modify rules for certain things, and we also reveal how to effectively combine M3.4U with other powerful strategies that you may or may not be familiar with, uh, including the M3C, the V32, the bearish butterfly. You can, you can obviously combine it with other things as well as you get to that level. Uh, but basically, you know, the M3.4U program, powerful trading strategies, additional lessons to help you become skilled enough to rely on trading as income as a trader. And to help you get to that level as quickly as possible, we are offering a special limited time offer for members on the M3.4U trading strategy program. Normally this program is $1,395. For our basic members, we're giving you a $100 discount. That is going to be $1,295. For our Go members, we are offering a $250 discount for only $1,145. And for our Pro members, only $995. It's a fantastic program to get yourself going and bring yourself to the next level. And I encourage you to give yourself the gift of knowledge and take action now. All you need to do is simply go to lockinyoursuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com. When you reach our homepage, go to trading courses. This is an options trading strategy course. It is the M3.4U. Click that button and choose the appropriate box for your membership level. If you're not yet a member, you can become a free basic member. Then you get your hundred dollars off of the program. And if you are a member, you could also access this through going to your member dashboard, going on to your pro discounts, for example and clicking that page and it'll pop right up with your special pro level price on it and the same thing goes for the go members and i truly hope that you take advantage of this wonderful offer and get started today and now let's take a look at our examples this is the january 2023 expiration we would have started that november 25th 2022 the add to the trade six, 56 days to expiration. This time period that we're going through is actually quite volatile. It's much more than normal, and that being the case, we're going to have many more adjustments than normal. So, I mean, they may take a little bit, but you'll get a good gist of pretty much everything that the strategy tends to go through. So, let's uh, let's start here. What we're going to do is the asset price is 1870 approximately. And we're going to come in at 1850 short strikes, so going to do a 60 point lower wing. Normally we start with a 40 point upper wing, but because of the implied volatility situation right now, we're actually all the way up to a, looks like a 50, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, a 50 point upper wing. So the reason we are in a 50 point upper wing is because if we were to do a 40 point upper wing, we have a delta of positive 27. And the maximum positive delta in the trade is positive 20. So what we're going to do to correct our entry delta is we're going to take this long strike and we're going to move it up. So we're coming in with a 60-40 broken wing butterfly with a short strike, so possibly 20 points out of the money. And then if our delta is too high, we're correcting by opening up our upper wing. And here is going to be our entry position. And for our limits to the downside, we talked about that being positive 20. If we hit that, we'll make an adjustment. We'll talk about that what that is as we move along. And then when we go to the upside here, we're going to have a delta limit of minus 15 if we're inside the upper long strikes, and it's going to be zero if we're outside the upper long strikes. And I believe that's about it. So it's a very simple, easy to manage strategy. So let's go forward here to our first adjustment. So it's November 25th. We do nothing until December 6th. Uh, what happened here in the price chart? Well, we kind of chopped around a little bit in, towards the end of November. Then we had a very large up move, and now a very weak, we got whipsawed down for a very large down move. And what ended up happening here is we were up money. We got thrown back down a little bit. It's down 240, not a big deal. We are positive 24 delta, so we'll have to make an adjustment Our adjustment on this when we're positive delta, assuming we're still in a broken wing butterfly, is to roll our upper long strike further higher. And we're going to do that in one half increments. So if I have 10 lot on, I have to do five contracts. This is a forced increment within the stage three section of the program. Stage four section of the program, we can do some different things. But um, stage three, what we're going to do is we're going to move the 1900s to 1910. That gives us a delta of positive 12-ish. That is within guidelines. Let's go to next adjustment here. That's going to be December 15th. And what happened is the market went down quite a bit, 41 points, which is a pretty big move for the Russell. We are up $1,375, but what happened is our delta is uh, 47.39. So that's well over maximum delta. One of the things I love about this strategy is we're not sitting in the tray in, in front of the market all day. We have a singular checkpoint time that's 15.30. I don't really care what happens to market movement uh, outside that time frame. We come in here, we take a look. Oh, look, we're over numbers. We're going to do something about it. Let's quickly look at the day before though. This is what we look like the day before. So the market had been moving around up here. We gained our value, we're up $1,700. And of course we get the down move on the 15th and we're about 1375. Again, our Delta here is too high. So we're going to correct that by rolling these forward, unless of course we roll them forward and we're still over our maximum number. So even with this adjustment, It puts us into a standard butterfly we're still over our maximum delta this is going to be a trigger for a rollback these aren't actually rolled back that often but uh with this trigger we're going to uh, that's going to happen so let's clear this out what we're going to do is we're just going to go back into entry position we're going to close this out asset price is at about 1780 we're going to go in at 1760 we're going to try our 60 40 broken wing butterfly If we're too positive delta, I'm going to widen out to 50 points. Um, One, or I'm going to widen out some, not necessarily all the contracts, 50 points. It may be half. It might be all of them, but one, two, three, four, five. Yep. This goes out to 50 points. This is our re-entry into the marketplace, and we happen to be positive one delta. As long as we're within guidelines, we're good. I'm just going to go to next adjustment here. This is going to be on the 19th. Market continues to go down. If you want to take a look at the price charts, this is quite a drop-off, but it's not that unusual compared to what we've been seeing. Uh, But it is a very significant, substantial move here. We are positive 29 delta. That's more than our positive 20. We're going to open up this long strike. And that's going to bring us to 15. That is within our guideline number, so we move forward. It's gonna go to next adjustment. That comes on the 28th of December. And what's happening is, again, we're getting pushed to the downside here. So market just is continuing to fall. And that being the case, we're gonna do the other five contracts. Gonna move the 1810s to 1820. That puts us just barely within our guidelines, but we're in there, so that's good. If I go to the 29th, we end up getting a 41 point up move. That actually kicks us the other way. So all we're gonna do is we're gonna simply back out of those adjustments. So they're for the most part our adjustments are very easy vertical types of adjustments. This puts us into a negative uh, negative 9, which is good. It's under our negative 15. Go to next adjustment. So it's December 30th. We stay in this until January 6th. And on January 6th, we are in this position here. We're minus 67 on the delta side. We are going to roll in some of these strikes here. That's going to bring our Delta back within range. Again, these are forced increments that we adjust these. So we're not looking for a certain Delta number. We're doing five. And if that doesn't do it, we do another five. So if I go here, we're up, what, 37.45. If I go to Monday here. That looks good. Let me go to our next adjustment end up being minus 43 on the delta. So what we're going to do is going to roll some of these longs in. One of the thing that, things that happens sometimes is we we have a $25,000 planned capital in this trade. We never really get that close to that number. Generally, if I get much over 20,000 in here, then I'm just going to do a, what we call a capital control measure. And we're going to roll our long strike in a little bit on the downside. That's what happens here. If I do a five lot, that brings us to capital level of about. Oh, well, that's hard to say here. Uh, about twenty-three thousand. Typically, if I'm at twenty-three thousand, uh, in most cases, I'm going to want to get that back down a little bit, and I'm not going to want to just clear that adjustment. So, what I would do here is come up into here, and that's going to kick me a little bit more negative delta. And then I have to bring this in. And that brings us within, actually, this is outside guidelines. Let's see where I went to here. So there there we are. Uh, If you remember, I was talking about forced increments of adjustment. And I was also talking about we want to be positive delta outside the tent. Well, one of the things that happens with this strategy sometimes is if we make one adjustment, we're too positive delta. If we make another adjustment, we're too negative delta. If that's the case, neither forced increment allows us to get into delta range. We will accept the delta range that is uh, in the direction of the least risk. So the direction of the least risk is to the upside. So we're going to allow us to be outside of our negative delta parameter. So here, if we go to the 11th, Uh, The market does go up and now it goes up far enough where it can make an adjustment. So I'm going to adjust that long in, And if I go to next adjustment here or next day, we are substantially negative delta once again. And I'm going to make that adjustment again. Also correcting for my capital level because our capital level was getting significantly over $20,000. And this is what we're going to do probably till the end of the trade. Let's see here. And this is Thursday. And realistically, I'm just expiring this on the software. I have to trade out of it. So we, we end up closing this trade here and we do that for a profit of approximately 4,600 and $27 on planned capital level of 25,000. So that's getting close to a 20% gain. And uh, that's a pretty good result. So let's go back to, or let's jump into our next example. Uh, and and these do overlap because they're 56 day trades and they go to expiration. This is where our February sits, but let's go back to trade entry. Our February expiration, 65 days to expiration, uh, 65 days to expiration, uh, December 23rd, 2022. This is our entry. We're entering in a 50-40 broken wing butterfly once again. Let's jump to first adjustment. We do nothing till January 6th. We end up being outside of our long strikes so or long strikes at uh, 1790. and we're at 1792 asset price. That is a uh, we want to maintain a positive delta at that point. So I'm going to roll back five of these to correct my delta number. And we're gonna be here at uh, in this position here with a p of about 650. I'm just gonna to jump to next adjustment, which is the 11th. We run into a similar situation where we are over our maximum, neg- uh, where we went negative Delta here outside of our long strike. So we're going to roll down the other five. And that puts us here, we're now up 13. 39 we go to x adjustment we get up another 28 points by january 12th and we're negative delta we are getting some capital in this trade. chances are we'll have to kick up this long see what happens here uh, not yet so i did the five contracts this does put me at a level where i'll normally kick this out in uh this this contract up reality is is it the results, the overall results, typically don't really make much of a difference whether you do that or not. Um, in this example here, I did not yet bring that up. If we have to adjust up again, we will. I go to the next adjustment here on the twenty-third. What ends up happening is we're negative delta once again, and it's time to roll this down. This time, when I do that, I'm also going to roll up my uh, my long strike. And that's going to be my capital level to about eighteen thousand, and um, our my delta to positive two, and our PNL is approximately twenty-two fifty. So, trade's going well thus far. Let's see what happens next adjustment here. Like we're primarily just adjusting up, so we're pushing some negative delta again. I make another adjustment. Again, we're a little bit over 20, but again, our our planned capital number is twenty-five. I usually won't get very close to that number, but I'll oftentimes allow something, you know, around 22.5 after adjustment. So here is uh, where we stand. We're at 23 days expiration. Let's go to next adjustment. January twenty-fifth now. So we do nothing till Feb 16. And what happened, Feb 16? I believe I got kicked out of the trade. So, no adjustments after that point. It's February 16th. This is expiration for our monthly cycle. And let's see, we're up about $2,600. Uh, again, I would just let this expire and take the money. But in the software, we have to close it. So, if I close this, it's going to be at a profit of around a little, little, just a, just shy of $2,600 or a little bit over 10%. So that's a pretty much average return cycle. This cycle was more active than normal as was the last cycle, but um, that's pretty much how it goes. And then our March cycle as of this date looks like this, but it started earlier. Let's take a look at where it started. This is March, 56 days to expiration date is January 20th, 2023. Uh, Asset price is 1862, puts our short strikes at 1840, gives us a 60-point lower wing, and I start with a 40-point upper wing, but that's two positive delta. So I take five of these 1880s, I bring them to 1890, and and now I'm well within my delta limit. The delta limit's positive 20, so uh, we will accept this. That'll be good, and we'll run from here. So it's January 20th, let's go to first adjustment. Only seven days, so not very long. Looks like we are up $1,000 in a week and we're negative delta outside of our uh, long strike. So we're going to roll this down. That's going to give us positive 11 delta, that is fine. I think this may have been the trade that ran into a little bit of down trouble. Let's see if this is. You go to my next adjustment, February 15th. What's happening here is we are at minus 0.51 delta. And I want to roll five of these 18 DDs to 1870. Again, that does put me over 20,000, but I'm still far enough from 25,000 not really much of an issue there and puts us at positive 10 delta let's go to next adjustment the february 21 let's look at the day before this is february 17th everything's looking kind of nice we're at 1440 we have a very large down move at the russell 51 points this is a it's pretty much a monster move that puts us over our delta limit here so what we're going to do is we're going to roll the 17 the 1870s to 1880 that brings us to 15.22 that is within guidelines we go to next adjustment the february 28th the market reversed back to the upside again we're back outside of our long strike we're negative delta i start adjusting this up And when I do that, I bring in my lower long to bring the capital level down. And this pretty much puts me flat delta in this position here. We go to next adjustment. We once again are hitting negative delta. We wanna roll down this upper long strike. That puts us at positive 13, that's good. Let's move to next adjustment. We end up being at negative four after this next up move. So same process. We're gonna roll down some of the long strikes. This case here, I also rolled up some of the long strike, some of the lower long strikes again to keep the capital level down low. Uh, we're relatively flat delta here in the position. And we're good to go. We're up 2960. And if I go to next adjustment. What happened is the market started to pull back on us. We're over our positive 20 number. So I'll start rolling back these 1860s to 1870. One of the things to notice is as we run into trouble, our trade gets smaller. Not all the time. If we have to do a rollback, we may infl- it, it inflates up again. However, um, a lot of the times you're getting smaller as you're adjusting as opposed to getting larger as you're adjusting with a lot of other trading strategies and you know, that's an inherent problem. The benefits and drawbacks to everything, but there's an inherent problem with getting bigger as you get close to ex- expiration. That puts on a lot of directional risk. It tends to go away when we get smaller close to expiration. So moving here to next day, we end up getting a 45-point down move the following day, where two positive delta. So we're going to have to open this up again. And we're going to take five, 1870s, bring them to 1880. Gives us a 16 delta. That's within range. That's good. Go next day. Now we're experiencing some downside issues. Right? We get this monster down move in the Russell. Let me take a look at the size of these candles. This is the biggest down move we had. The biggest, most aggressive, and fastest down move we had in quite some time. And we're close to expiration. And despite the size of the down move we got, we're still only down like 385, which is really nothing when you think about the strategy. So anyway, what we try first is we try to open this up. And we find that if we do that, we are not within our delta limit. So that being the case, it's it's rollback time. So let me clear this out. I'm going to roll back to a 60, uh, 40 broken wing butterfly again. So here I am at, and sometimes this puts us in with too much capital, in which case we'd have to go maybe with a 50, 40 broken wing butterfly or a 50, 30 broken wing butterfly or maybe even a 40 something broken wing butterfly when this type of stuff happens late in the trade. I do like expanding the trade back up again when we run into this kind of problem because now uh, you know I have a volatility advantage where I can make money volatility quickly if things calm down a bit. So anyway, this is gonna be our entry position. We're positive 4.22 delta. If I go to the next day here, we're down another 22. We get over our maximum positive delta limit. Uh, I'm gonna open this up to the 1800s. That brings us to flat delta. We're four days to expiration. We've got one more day here. Uh, We're up 22 points and implied volatility this is the implied volatility correction I was talking about earlier. When we have, especially if we're close to expiration, we get under the tent, we make our position size a little bit bigger when that implied volatility finally drops. So we are good to go. So uh, here we're up 46.10. We're two negative delta. I want to correct that by bringing in my long strike. Uh, in the same context, I'm also going to have to bring up my my lower long strikes to get the capital limit into where I want it. So now that I got the, my volatility break, and this is just by the guidelines and happenstance, but now that I got my volatility break, the position gets smaller, which is also something that typically tends to happen in a strategy, which is one of the, one of the things I like about it. And then we end up going here, we get a large down move following day, and we are 85 delta we open up the position to correct that and now we are here with minus seven delta and then we have one trading day left let me ignore trades for a moment let me go to thursday we end up having a 27 point up move and at the end of the day this one i would not expire so the other two trades or a lot of the times with the m 34 you we're just letting it expire and moving away. But this one has too much risk in it in both directions to be dealing with that. So we're just going to exit this position here at a profit of approximately fifty-seven hundred dollars. And when that goes away, this would be the current condition of the April trade uh, as it sits, given what was going on in the environment. So. This is a very challenging period. We started here in November. We had a significant down move. We did fine. We had the whipsaw to the upside. We did fine. We had a, just an explosive up move here with a breakout. And again, the trade did fine. And then we had the uh, market literally fall apart on us here coming into the end of our last trade. And again, we did fine. So this is an extremely resilient strategy that does well in many, many different types of market conditions. I mean, can it lose? Yes. Anything can lose. However, the overall performance is fantastic. And you saw the reports on this as far as the characteristics of the PL game and so forth. It is just really a, a fantastic strategy and I really love it. So that is what I have. I think it's I don't have any comments, Stephen, but it's time it's time for you to come on.
1: Yeah. So Bill's, Bill's got a great question that I, that I wanted yeah. you to address if you could. If you purchase the course, does it include any changes or amendments you make over time?
0: Yes. Any course purchased here does include updates and amendments to any changes in the future. Uh, also, any special webinars we have just for course holders, which we have from time to time, and any kind of updates um, will all be included in the map. Absolutely. Okay. Super. All right. I'm going to grab the screen. Yes. Take it away, my friend. Let's talk to our more advanced traders.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The gateway to stage four and five subjective trading. For those that may may not be aware, we have a five stage blueprint or roadmap of, of, if you will, of uh, which is effectively a a learning plan. Uh, It allows traders to come on board with our education, education services, no matter what level of understanding you have of trading our options and bring them through those stages one through three, we trade, uh, I think you have 12 strategies now, right, John? And we would trade those as you said, just trade for
0: income. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We would trade those by guidelines only. So you're not looking at charts. You're not, hopefully you're never listening to news to make trading decisions. And that's what John just went through he was looking at charts just to kind of give you context and reference, but his his uh, adjustments um, were not based on the charts, which I still find to this day is just crazy. <laughs> that you know, you've know you got this great positive expectancy trades, all the trades are, they certainly have their seasons, but it, they perform without looking at charts or any other analysis. So that's stages one through three. Then we have stages four and five where we want to add discretionary trading or subjective trading. Um, and obviously the reason is, well, why would you do that? If, you know, you just showed such fantastic results on a rules-based strategy. Well, when we add that subjectivity and you develop that skill set, you can make two, three, four times the returns. And certainly that's the expectation and the goal. It
0: takes- And, and you effort. can do it more consistently over a wider level of conditions.
1: Yes. And as I'll show you, you can start to combine it, which is really powerful with other strategies, whether it's our strategies or some other strategy, um, that you, that you like, and you're obviously trying to turn your money over faster, um, and get those higher returns. So in stages four and five, we introduce technical analysis and implied volatility analysis. And what that effectively means is reading skew and how we can look at our positions to gain clues as to what's happening in the market and help us to make better decisions. So just so everybody's clear, John was demonstrating stages one through three guidelines only, and I'm gonna show you what stages four through five, which is our pro membership, how they would utilize the M3 for you. Does that sound good, John?
0: That sounds great. I just want to make the clarification that is pro-membership material is not necessarily in the program, right? So the the yes the functional rule, the functional uh, mechanical adjustments and examples of how to deal with your subjectivity are in there, but your subject creating your subjectivity is more a of a pro membership type of thing. Right. And so we'll what I'm gonna with sh- that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And so what I'm gonna show you is once you've let's say you just go buy this program and you you learn it, um, it, it speaks to you, you like um, the style of the trade, it fits your personality. As you evolve your trading, I'm gonna show you how you can make it even more powerful. So let's, let's talk about this. Um, I Was a student, am a student, I am the options trading coach at Lock In Your Success for our beginner and intermediate traders, but uh, was, like I said, I was a student and still a student of, of John's uh, style. So I'm, I want to give that perspective. I mean, I remember when you unrolled this and the, uh, what was the foundations? Uh, I, it was one of our life programs. we live programs. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was Trader Transformation. Trader Transformation. Yeah. And the light bulb just went off. I'm like, oh man, this just really speaks to me. And I, you know, the first part was the simplicity of it. And there's nothing wrong with complexity in our trading, but sometimes we tend to think that adding complexity means more returns. That's not always the case. And this trade is simple in the sense that we don't roll the structure up to keep up with the market. Say that like you would, for instance, in the M3, the trade rarely rolls back. And John just demonstrated the uh, situations in which you would. And like he stated, it's typically, the adjustment is just a vertical rather than um, something more complex picking up moving the tent and what that does is allows the trader to really focus on the entry structure so you've got this tent that's behind the market i mean that's the that's the foundation of, of this style of trading right and you don't have to you don't have to constantly pick it up and move it around and when you're bringing in your charting analysis that helps you plan around that because you know where your tent's going to be relative to what's happening in the market it kind of eases the trade planning um that's really what that second bullet point is or that second to the last bullet point is talking about it simplifies your trade planning um relative to where your tent is and and uh your charting and your analysis and it's really scalable you know both up and down in terms of your entry in terms of during the campaign um, and that adds a lot of a nice flexibility because not all trades have that capability. The other thing from a t- uh, student perspective that it really took away is for me, it's the found. It's become the foundational trade to becoming a master trader or using discretion and adding your charting and your uh, skew analysis. Um, you know, this trade by itself, without even adding charting. Great for eighty percent of market conditions, give or take. Right? Then when Absolutely. you add a little bit of that discretion, it's just so much easier to do. Like for instance, you can't, you know, you can't use a bull trade, a directional trade, in a downtrending market, a directional uh, to the upside. I mean, that just kind of takes self-evident. But a lot of people kind of sometimes miss the whole point of of uh, understanding which trades can handle. What type of market conditions? And this one's just kind of a. There's a
0: lot of, of misunderstanding. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. misunderstanding understanding between that. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. So, you know, let's say that you're, for example, let's say you're doing a subjective trade and things just don't really work out. The foundation of this trade has so many built-in protections that it makes it. The bigger point I'm making here is it. it this makes the jump from a guidelines trader, subjective trader, much easier, a smoother process, rather than trying to use some complex trade. Um, uh, so that makes that that makes that makes process so much easier. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives you the ability to recognize the trade-offs that you're always gonna run across. You know, Every time you make an adjustment, there's no free lunch, there's always some trade-off that you're gonna have. And for instance, in this particular trade, when you make an upside adjustment, that does expose, expose downside risk. We've obviously accounted for that, but those are the understandings you have to make. You're not just rolling the upper long down to create no risk to the upside for free. Um, And then that obviously leads to this uh, next bullet point is understanding how those adjustments are going to impact the trade in changing market environments or the given market. And I'll go through some examples of how we can interpret that and use that to our advantage. And the program really goes into how to properly uh, interpret our backtesting. And again, I've said, I always say this, you know, we're not backtesting to see if it has positive expectancy. John showed you the equity curve. We know it when. That's not why you backtest. You backtest for lots and lots of reasons. First and foremost, you want to know what's the weakness of the trade? When does it fail? right and get that feedback of when this trade gets in trouble Uh, when does it do really well what are its key performance metrics so on and so forth just get a nice deep dive in the program around that um and the third big takeaway i had when i was learning this strategy strategy was the flexibility um you can add upside risk to this trade for instance if the markets really run away from the tent from the main structure and it's Coming into some resistance, you can add upside risk, a bear call, a vertical, for instance. And now you've established a really wide profit zone uh, from the original tent up to that resistance point that you could then play with. Um, you can convert this strategy into a more aggressive positive delta, which uh, pairs really well with our V32 strategy, which is similar to this. It's a, it starts out with lower duration, but it's a more positive delta postured trade. Then you can also pair this with the bearish butterfly. And I have a specific example on this, so I won't spend too much time on it. But the point is is you can start out this trade as a foundation and then morph and convert it into to some of our other strategies depending on how you're reading the market. You can also use this strategy by itself, especially from a rules based standpoint, just from timing your market entry. I have another example that uh will speak to this as well. So you don't have to go off the rails where your subjectivity, it can be simply having a good entry at the bottom of a market or bottom of a range, or where you see a reversal uh, for this trade, you want that reversal to be the, to the upside. It's bullish bias trades, John has been talking about. And so that could be quite powerful. Um, and a very typical, very common complement or adjustment tactic to this trade is adding calendars to the upside um, this strategy or that tactic excuse me will really in- widen out your profit potential your your uh, tent as it were and we have a uh, program that specifically talks about this uh, how to best utilize calendar spreads enriching session that we could you can find on the website but there's lots and lots of examples that you can see how we use the calendar strategy as an upside adjustment. Does that make sense, John? Sounds great. Absolutely. I'm gonna try to speed up so we can get to some really fun examples. I got two subjective trade examples. So stage four, diversifying your trades. in this stage is where you want. At this point, you've hopefully got at least more than one strategy. You should have probably four or five. In stage one uh, in our program, you're given four strategies, just being part of our membership. And then, assuming that you've got the M3 for you, that's plenty of strategies, trade strategies to start using them in a subjective manner and and using them such a way that they complement each other. And that's what we're going to we do in stage four, and then stage five trading with the pros which is uh, effectively a webinar that John and I do twice a month, and we talk about how we're doing our live trading subjectively. And it's largely around picking and choosing different strategies, morphing them together, together, converting from one to the other, however we see in a given market. And this is really the soup to nuts of how we apply technical and apply volatility analysis to put ourselves in... Optimal balance of probability and risk because, at the end of the day, that's how you make your best decisions the probabilities and risk reward, and following our process. We'll let the outcomes come as they may. But before you can become this subjective trader, you've got to demonstrate trader discipline, trading by the rules first, and that gives us our trader integrity. The reason I say that is because and i'm i was guilty of this people want to learn strategies get the recipe and boom start trading it subjectively day one double size if you want to blow out your account then that's exactly the path that you should take <laughs> and you'll never probably you know, the odds of you being successful as a trader are almost none so that's also part of why we really emphasize following the success blueprint learn the recipe and the rule instructions first so that you get to know the trade, the trade's personality, how it reacts at different markets. You're gonna know that through live trading and through backtesting. And then we want to overlay and add our subjective our subjectivity. Um,
0: you gotta yeah. understand the trade-offs. Yeah, you have a comment? Yeah, I was just saying, I mean, most people when they when we look at trading, right, They and they're doing backtesting or they're live trading, they're, they're doing it for the purpose of making it win all the time or to filter yeah. out losses or, or, or p focus rather than understanding focus. And really you need to, where well you need to go, if you're going to advance in trading, you need to do this stuff from a, uh, from, with a focus of learning and understanding the trade and the vulnerabilities, not trying to filter out past losses. Right. right? That doesn't do you any good. Right. right. Going yeah, exactly. Exactly. And through that
1: backtesting, like I, we mentioned before and hopefully having a bit of live experience in small size when you first start, start out, you'll understand the trade-offs of each adjustment tactic and how skew is impacting the trade. Um, and in, a big example I always use with students is you can look at 2021 or even in the market that we're now which is from a skew standpoint, very similar versus 2017. There's You talk about night and day, completely different worlds. From the way we trade, you know, you put on a trade, model up a trade 56 days out in 2017 versus any month uh, this year, and you're going to have a completely different delta, uh, completely different price for symmetrical butterflies. And you got to recognize that if you're going to be a subjective trader, you know, know what your market context is. Uh, You got expensive butterflies versus less expensive butterflies, which is reflected by SKU. Not to go into a skew lesson, but those are the kinds of things you wanna know when you get to these stages. So what do we mean by trade the strategy subjectively or using some discretion is, you know we're gonna trade our market expectations as it relates to technical analysis. We are not, when we use technical analysis or charting, we are not being clairvoyant. We're not making predictions. People still confuse this to this day. That is not what you're doing. You're identifying patterns in the market that have a higher probability than 50% of being successful. And so when we when we make a determination of what we see in the market, we have an expectation. When that expectation is not met, that gives us actionable information as well. Um, I sound like I'm harping on this, but I wanna drive that point home for, for our viewers today or those watching the recording please understand that technical analysis is not some something where we're trying to, you know, forecast the weather or make a prediction that it, you're, you're, you're going to get frustrated if that's the way you always look at it. It's just, it's a tool to help us identify patterns with edge.
0: Right. I mean, trading is about gaining edge, gaining edge, gaining edge. And yeah. as it, you can, in technical analysis, it, greater than 50%, you're gaining an edge. So right. we'll use it to your favor. Right. And when those
1: expectations aren't met, you know, let's just say that you see a pattern or something that's telling you that the market should go up and it should uh, go to this area. And then it doesn't, I can still create edge out of that because when it doesn't do what I expect and my technical analysis is fairly good, which is not hard to do, then I can go the other way and I've still got edge. So just because you're wrong on your initial analysis, doesn't mean you can't make money. So That's how we align ourselves with the given market, right? So in this given market, I would be completely out of alignment if I'm doing Super Bowls at the top of every bounce, right? At the bottom of of, uh, a strong down move, I would be in alignment. I know that sounds really simple, but a lot of people, for instance, will just put on completely like iron condors. Like you'd be nuts to put on an iron condor in this environment. You're going to get out of blown out on both sides. You're not in alignment with the market and you're certainly not in alignment with the implied volatility,
0: the skew, because you would, from that information,
1: you know, that that is not a good fit,
0: uh, right. for this environment, unless you're logging in and you're, and you're using your analysis to get into one. side, yeah, yeah the right if time and the, the other side at the right time in, in and out, right? Yeah. Way.
1: If you're being subjective with it and using timing it you can certainly make that work. It's good, good point. Good example. And as John was talking about earlier, you're not, not all strategies is going to pr- perform well in all environments. So using subjectivity can help us uh, overcome that and ultimately we're trying to strive to optimize the op the market opportunity that we see being patient not just sticking sticking trades in the market just because we've got cash to deploy i've never understood that there were so many traders early on that would always say stuff like that i'm like what that doesn't even make sense like i haven't had a trade on for a while so it's time to put one in i am about just roll the dice yeah what do you why not good now yeah hey we we gotta win i gotta deploy some capital we'll put it in the market you know that kind of worked for a while but it was kind of dumb luck but you know we want to be smarter than that so i got two examples john so let's look at the february one quick kind of trade plan let's get some market context talk about how we use the m3 for you and trade it subjectively so this uh Part of the chart here is 2021, and if people have been paying attention to the market, 2021 and the Russell was a huge, wide chop base pattern. Okay, then we made an attempt to break out of that pattern, and it failed, which gives us the expectation we're going to come back down to the bottom of this channel, this large base, which we did, bounced it, bounced it, finally gave way. So we come down here. But at this point, you should be having a bearish posture or, or at the minimum, a new range forming below this channel, which it looks like after you've come down and you've made this, uh, you've wicked this low, you've bounced up into some moving average, you come back down, you put in a double bottom, you could make the case hey, maybe we're setting in a new range. It certainly is what the market was doing now. Maybe it wants to set one down lower, or is this a bear flag? In any case, what I want to do is, is doesn't look like the market wants to go down at this point. So kind of explain what the context is. The thesis of what I want to do with this trade is to say, if the market forms a new range, then the M34U is great. It does really good in choppy markets, and that, even if they're wide ranges. And as a subjective trader, I might loosen my deltas, give the trade a little bit of ability to breathe and take advantage of that. If I'm really being specific, which I am in this trade, with my technical analysis, the market should come back test this, this range, and then roll back over. So I'm accounting for both possibilities. So the market forms a new range. I'll play it more or less by the guidelines. If if it closes back into this wick area, so this where this area here is my entry date. The market comes back down in here. The odds are it's probably going to be pretty aggressive moves. So I want to be out. So if I'm anywhere close, market closes down anywhere in this range, I want to be out of the trade. And if the market does backtest the bottom of the prior range which is here then i want to um take advantage of that and i want to always be in a position where i lose small when big i know that sounds kind of obvious but most people don't think that way
0: or they don't at least consciously think of it that way so most people know- trade that way. they put themselves in a position where they can lose big and they're going to win small and yeah. they hope they win a lot, right? Yeah. You can't get away from that. That's not a good long term solution for your trading. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: given the context that I've laid out, I want to have a decent amount of time in this trade. So, it's it actually, um, this is a little bit different than what how. A lot of people have traded this skewing environment with people that are footballing where they're trading more short-term stuff, which is great, that works. Um, the standard industry of this trade is trade 56 days, but I wanted to add a little bit more time. So it gives me, it will soften the trade, so to speak, and it'll also give me a lot more optionality as the campaign unfolds in terms of how I want to play what's happening in the market. Whether I want to hybrid into another strategy or convert into another strategy, which I'm gonna show you, it's gonna be part of the butterfly. So I want to have the time to do that one of the uh, difficult things uh, that can happen is the market, and and it's going to happen, it could be frustrating, everything unfolds just as exactly as you planned or close enough to it, and you run out of time in the trade. So I don't want to avoid that. Um, So here we've entered this trade. It's got $13,000 in the trade. Um, I do enter it with a little bit of positive Delta, because as I said, I expect a little bit of bounce. And if the market just wants to chop around, say in this zone here, I can make some money. Not a lot, but I make something. So that's the way that trade sets up. And John, I think I'm going to just going to go to the next adjustment.
0: Yeah. I just jump adjustments because we yeah. want to see
1: So, and I'll show you what's happened in the chart. Let me undo this. So we're going along in the trade. Option B is kind of nice because it notates where we started in the trade. So we entered here and the trade came up. It did come back down and kind of test my area. Remember, I was gonna exit if we closed down here. It did get pretty close, but it didn't do it. And then we start going up. We did have a, uh, a bit of a breakout here and it looks like it's going to go head up and test that channel. So it looks like at this point,
0: well, it is doing what, uh, right. You have your longer term, one of my expectations. your previous channel. Yeah. And then, and yeah, then you have. Yeah. So it's,
1: it's, you know, my, my first, uh, thesis was if it chops around in a range, I'll sort of make some money. I'll play it by the guidelines here, but now it looks like it's wanting to do my other thesis, which is to go back test that channel. And it, idea there is is if it backsets this channel, I expect the market to roll over. Mar- expect the market to roll over. I don't want to be in this posture. I want to be in negative deltas. So to take advantage of that, I'm going to flip it into a bearish butterfly, which in this case we've got I'm um, bearish butterfly two-thirds entered. Now if you'll notice I still don't have a whole ton of risk in the trade. It's not even max loss.
0: And you're well Uh, behind the market, too, because you have have your expectations due to the size of the channel that you're dealing with. Right, right. Right. So so people just see this again. I
1: was in this posture, and now I'm flipping into this posture. Now, at this point, let me go back to my slide I want to show you. Now, when we go back test this, if the market closes materially, however you want to look at it, the market always makes things. It's never just perfectly on the... On the dot back into this range, I'll just be out of the trade. Okay. And in, if that were to happen, let's say they would close up in there, I'd still probably make a little bit of money. I could probably still do something with it. But at this point, I don't really want to fight the trade. It's outside the thesis of what I had laid out. I'll just take the money, reset, and reformulate a new trade. I'm not going to like go back to, I could go back to M3 for you and do all sorts of things. But at this stage, I'm, Thirty-three days into the trade, I got you know I'm halfway through it, so I still still make some money. So again, this isn't even lose small win big. This is win small win big scenario. I put myself in. That's the kind of situation you want to be in. And the market drops, you've got quite a bit of opportunity. So let's go to the next adjustment. And if you have any comments, Sean, just jump in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I really like that setup. And we saw you do this with a standard butterfly. Uh, just recently in the pro membership, we, used, yeah, uh, we used yeah, exactly. To yeah. Out it's kind of a bet like that. It's the same yeah. type of thing. And yeah. Al- yeah. also too, you could be more moderate yeah. with that as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's all, there's all sorts of gradations in between. So let's just check in with our charting. Here was the bottom of prior channel, that long term channel. We kissed it. Right. <laughs> Looked like we might try to close back in. The channel. And like I said, I would have exited the trade had it done that. And then it's rolling over, right? It's doing what I want it to do. Now it's more a matter of managing the open position profit because um, I got significant gains. So I'm not getting married to the profit, but I want to manage it. That's, that, there's a risk associated with it, not risk of loss or risk of giving back too much. But What was and, your initial entry size? I just
0: want to point out. What was your initial
1: entry uh, size? 10 lots and I had uh, 13,600
0: 13, of risk. All right. So, total risk in the position. Everything went bad. The market went to zero in one day, risking $13,000. Yeah. And if you start with that, you with a uh, 10 lot, you're probably going to exit loss trigger or what? Um, 5000 bucks. Yeah. No. Max. Probably start thinking about exiting
1: at 2500 Now, okay. Let's, let's, so, so, let's go back to so $2,500 realistic risk in the position. So, keeping that I'll, in mind. I want to go back to that. You made a good point that I forgot to mention. I think it's critical and it won't take too much time. I will, I want to drive home the, uh, the dynamics here. Yeah. Dynamics. So, so when I put this trade on, let's go back to slide deck. Okay. I put this trade on here, blue arrow. If we close back into this region, I'm gone. So let's call it 1925, 1900. Let's see what that us I meant to do this. Thanks for reminding me, John. Approximate a loss. If we go to 1900, I'm gonna lose 1500 bucks. Let's say, you know, I couldn't yeah, get out till It might later. be a
0: little more than that. Two,
1: two grand? Yeah, right. Two grand? That's yep. not even max loss. No. So, see, if I'm wrong, I'm losing very little. If I'm right, I'm winning huge. It, mm-hmm. it, it takes time to get to this point. It takes time to develop that skill. But once you are, have the ability to marry these strategies up and do the right analysis, you can put yourselves in huge,
0: Asymmetrical situations, uh, um, right. and then when you convert it, mm-hmm. if you kept going, you get out at a small gain and even that small gain on a 2,500 risk is going to be very big. Right. Right. It's going to be a good return. Right. Uh, and notice, yeah. And notice it, was it gonna, right. Right. And I wasn't going to, right. I was just going to say, notice
1: that entry. I wasn't going to fight the trade had we continued lower because that was, that would have been against my expectations of what was going to happen. Now I could reformulate a plan and enter into something else, but I'm not going to fight the trade. And, um, you know,
0: I'm guilty as charged. I used to do that in the past. Right. It's like, I don't want to be in this trade anymore because this is not matching my expectations. Yeah. Let me, I have right. new expectations now. Let's formulate right. a new plan. Let's get it. Right, on. let's take
1: some time to formulate that plan, not exit, flip in. Okay, now I'm just putting bear calls on and writing this down. I mean, yeah. Profit, maybe, maybe loss that was irrelevant at that point, right? It's, right. It's, it's what's best,
0: not what's, what's
1: my yeah. profit. Let's just develop a new plan. Take that new market-generated information and take advantage of it. Now the market has come down here, and I've, you know, I'm in a good spot. I got nice profits, and so now I need to start making the decision. You know, the risk is is that we have a rip higher, and I don't want to give back all these gains. Um, I am down to 11 DTE, but so excuse me. What I want to do here is is cut back on some of that delta. So if you'll see, I rolled these down, which is an m 34 u tactic, by the way. And it's right. kind of in that sort of posture, right? So I'm kind of in a double, if you will. As, and you can almost treat this as an M3.4U. Right. You. you have exactly. different
0: traits at different levels, but the concepts are all the same. Right, right? So, so see how I'm
1: yeah. focused on concepts. Yeah, right, I'm using M3.4U concepts, I'm using bearish butterfly concepts. I'm not really in one or the other and playing it by rules. I'm playing the chart, but I'm using the concepts together. So I cut that delta in half from about negative 70 to negative 30. Uh, and again, the purpose is is I you know I'm cognizant of you know I've got some massive gains, don't want to give them away. I don't have a profit target, but it's you know with only 11 days left. it's not the time to be cowboy. It's time to be uh, start managing that risk. Now the plan is is if we get down and test this lower part of the zone or the uh, excuse me this uh, range here, I want to be starting to look to get out of this trade. Let me go. Actually, it's just three days later. Generally so. you're expect
0: But it doesn't happen, right? You were wrong. But that's Oh, you happened. cut out a little bit there. What'd you say? But yeah. I mean basically you're expecting it to bounce down at that level, but if right. it doesn't, you up. You don't
1: stay Thank in cute home. Yeah, you know. Exactly. And if it bounces, no bueno. I do not want to be given back these gains. Now, again, I'm not married to the gains, but I'm cognizant of the fact that there's a ton of curvature, a ton of, a ton of gamma late in the trade. So I'm just going to click through a couple of days here so you can see. So um, we did get we did get this move that I was a little bit uh, concerned about, right? So at this point, we're kind of making a new swing high. If we get up in here and start getting back into this range, I want get, to get out of the trade. I don't want to fight it. Maybe, maybe the trade putting you know bounce putting in a higher low want to be caught is it right. maybe it's not going to come test my area i what i'm doing is is this every level we back tested here the prior channel i'm out here and and i'm resetting that i'm bringing this it's like moving your stop you know when you when you're trading futures or, or uh stocks you know you bump your stop there's a trade goes your way here i've bumped my stop to here the market goes here you know if the market falls over then my stop is going to be here it's the same kind of a concept. So, and I'm adjusting, you know, I'm managing that with using the Delta. Let's go to the next day. Okay, now the market is still in this range. So I'm pretty close to wanting to stop out. We pop back into this range, I want to be out. See what happens the next day. Okay, the market reverses back exactly uh, as per plan. in other words, it's tracing the pattern that I, my, my expectations. And at this point, I'm going to add back some of that negative Delta, not all of it, half of it. I moved five of these up. So now I went from negative 60 Delta to 80, you can argue whether or not that was worth it. Uh, You're not always going to make the most perfect decisions, but it looks like the market wants to roll back over, right? Unlikely to just test this and stay. Uh, And again, I want this thing to come on down. So. The odds are that's what's going to happen. I'm going to play with that. Now, if the market were to reverse the next day, then I'd probably be gone again, sort of bumping my stop
0: down. Right. And I like the general three strikes in your out rule too. If yeah. you're getting shot back and forth, you know what, right. let's, just, let's just leave. You know, we know we're in two. So we've added some of this back.
1: You know, if I get a move to here, I certainly want to be back out of the trade. I don't want to go back over to this side. We've gone too far. I'm in eight days. Uh, you know, the gamma's becoming an issue. Not, a, not in a negative context, but something I need to be aware of. And so let's go to the next adjustment. Now, this is, uh, I'm seven days. Let's look at the chart. We've come down in here, boom. We've tested effectively the bottom of this new range. That's what I wanted to happen. Um, and I'm out of the trade. Simple as that.
0: We retested yeah. the, the lows well, of the, the bottom, so, bottom of the okay. range is is a high probability area of a big move. Well, the market goes up or down is a high probability. Right. right. Good. And and you're in a narrow position close to expiration. Right. And I want to make some other
1: comments as to why it's a good day to get out. I've only got seven days left. I'm at the top of the hill. If you think of this T plus zero line as a hill, I'm at the top of the hill. We have a rule of thumb that that's always a wise place to exit because there's only two things that can happen tomorrow or there's three things you know you can go up down or sideways but the odds are they're going to move pretty aggressively in this especially in this kind of a market Uh, i got a nice value pop Uh, it's time to go don't play around because if the market continues through this it's going to accelerate this is support market's not going to just break support and then our market expectations odds are it's not going to just kind of slowly break through this it's probably going it to excel might, and but, I don't, but it, it might but it might probably not yeah probably. we're going to play the probabilities it's going to be aggressive exactly. so let's take our money and and go to the house it's been a, it's been a nice campaign
0: right. and and the other thing too is you know uh, we have a comment in the chat right says i have a hard time getting out of bed prices that's because usually when people exit a trade they're trying to get out they're trying to panic out of a trade right when 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 the market's really moving Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, first of all, mid prices are a fallacy. And, you know, as you get into this type of trading, you'll do that. Second of all, mid prices don't really give a crap with this because we're making so much money, it doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, third of all, you're going to get much better pricing on your positions if you get out of them at the peak of the T plus zero line, on a relatively flat day, when it's, it's advantageous to execute things rather than when um when you're trying to panic out if you're trying to panic out you're you're never going to get good pricing right so it's just you have to just keep that in mind which is you know a lot of the times we talk about making the decision to exit making the decision to enter making the decision to adjust and then waiting for the opportunity to do so eff- effectively if you do that you can get much better execution. yeah exactly so let
1: me go to the next so that's that trade i hope that makes sense and oh by the way Absolutely. The market did just flush through this support area and and you can go look at a um a chart that shows it
0: but, but even if you were caught up in that you could still get out of it at a very good profit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But we it's it's nice to see
1: when your expectations are are being met. And when, again, when they're not met, that's still good quality, actual information. So let me do another trade for you, a little bit um recent. So what we have here is the market's been coming down. Uh, we set those lows in May, then we close below those lows, which would suggest that we're going lower, right? We've closed mm-hmm. below these lows. This is a daily chart, Russell still. We've recaptured the prior low. For me, that's very, very actionable. We talked about this yesterday, in fact, John. Huh? Um, yeah strategy when we recapture a prior low that's been especially if it's had multiple days, at least one day but multiple days close below it, the odds of an aggressive bounce are really high. I want to play that. This is a setup that I I I'm aware of. I've seen especially after this just incredible. Like I don't remember three days, four days, gap down, gap down, puke, puke, puke. And now all of a sudden you've recaptured a low. You're gonna take all that's this back. Bullish, yeah. It can be pretty bullish want to Take advantage of that, so how I want to do that is I want to have some aggressive long deltas, uh, on the, on the breach of the parallel and the recapture, which is what happened in this uh light blue or cyan arrow is my entry day, and my stop is going to be below the low of that signal bar. That's a signal bar for me. My stop is here, my stop is not here. Uh, I don't need that. I'm wrong if the market closes back. Certainly below the right. left. you shouldn't read yeah, you shouldn't revisit that. Low. shouldn't revisit and I could define my rest by specific, you know, I might try to fake me out and have a little close here and then go so I can have my stop just underneath this candles low and I'm gone again, go back to the same thesis: this loose, small and fast when big. That's what that's what we want to try to do It doesn't always happen. Uh, I want to use longer duration, so again, it adds more flexibility with what I can do with the trade. Because we are now in a downtrend, I would like the ability to not only play an aggressive bounce, and there's lots of simple ways you could trade that, right? Super Bowls, uh, the 63 Bull, or the Hammett BWB, which you talk about, John. But mm-hmm. how about we play not only the bounce, but. but a possible rejection and rollover? I mean, that's the pattern. So let's add some duration and see if we can possibly trade bo- bro- Both. Uh, this is a little bit more advanced because you're, you're actually trading two directions in the same campaign. So the thesis is strong bounce, loose, small, if wrong, went fast, a big if it works. Okay. We got that. So let's go to, does that make sense? That makes Set up perfect, perfect sense. Text yeah. We're going to play. So Absolutely. if we do get, let me just kind of finish this off. We do get the, the bounce and certainly we expect it to go here and it does, but we really expect it to challenge this prior swing high. And if it takes that out, you know, maybe it, just kind of setting what my thoughts are to come get into back into this range. This orange line is the 200-day moving average. Um, so you've got good targets and areas of expectation where the market could go in terms of destinations. So I want to play off that.
0: Okay. So let's go to that trade. Yeah, and, you know, we want to talk about, too, when we trade this way, sometimes we take a lot of small wins, sometimes some break-even, sometimes some small losses. But, I mean, think about if you can start pulling 150% wins, you can, it's not so bad to take a couple small losses after that. So, you know, getting away from winning all the time to winning big and losing small is uh, most of it. And it, it really levels things out for you and stops those drawdowns. Exactly.
1: So as I stated, I want to have very aggressive uh, positive deltas. Good. with if the market. Let's go back to where my stop out was. That's my signal bar. That low of that bar is sixteen eighty. Kind of get an estimate. What is my risk versus my reward? What could, what am I going to lose if it goes down to six? Breach to sixteen eighty. So you know maybe sixteen seventy five. Fourteen hundred, let's say it blows through it and you know, we have a gap down. You know, sixteen sixty, I'm still only down two grand. I mean, that's not even max loss on standard rules. I'm risking right. It. And,
0: and, I, and by the way, IV doesn't affect you back there, so it's a way of knowing how to position. Whereas yeah, you put a butterfly behind the market, you're very you're very yeah, good point. Uh, sensitive to a very big move and an implied volatility yeah. increase. Position this way, implied volatility increases don't really hurt you. Sometimes they're beneficial. So right. yeah got got one in the money got one
1: uh at the money one just barely out of the money i beat the, you you're in a advantageous part of the skew smile there it's a good point so a little bit different you know we normally would set this up behind the market like john did in the rule space but i got the and like the, the deltas aren't i mean really not that aggressive it's almost two times
0: normal but right. but you are uh, taking advantage of a of a implied volatility decrease if you're right because you're going yes. right up into the meat where implied volatility makes a big difference. If yeah. if the market goes up, so you have you're, t- you're taking your edge, 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 it's right,
1: piling up, right, right. So yeah. So if I do nothing to the trade, I got five. I can I ought to be making five grand, right? That's mm. expressed here. So that's nice. So just the whole structure is good. I should. I'm going to lose small if I'm wrong, and I'm out really quick. You know. That's the other thing that, I, that subjective trading to do. So if I'm wrong in a trade, I want to know fast, so I can move on. Right. And if you lose fast, you're not blowing your whole monthly load in one trade. <laughs> <laughs> right. You, you just yeah, I, a small I, loss and moving on. Right. Reformulate and move on. Goes my way, then I want to take advantage of the extra time uh, that I have in the trade to play around with. So let's move to the first adjustment. We'll do it just like the last one. This one's 57 days. Uh, like i talked about i want to have a little bit of time to try to play both the rip higher in a potential roll back over whoops um okay i gotta some click this adjustment so the market has what has it done since we talked about the trade so we entered here markets kind of went a little choppy with this that's fine and then did take out this area and it looks like it wants to go do the bounce that we were hoping it would do. Mm -hmm. So let's see what we did on this day. 27th. Yeah, so it's breaking out again. So I wanna take advantage. Like I said, for me, that setup of a recapture of a major low is powerful in the sense that I don't expect a little piddly bounce. I expect multi-day, multi-week bounces. Why do I have that expectation? Because I've studied the pattern I know the odds of it. I know the extent of how the market and the extent and breadth of what to expect with the bounce. It's about as aggressive uh, a pattern bounce as you're going to get. So I want to take advantage of that until proven wrong. So let's add some positive deltas right here. I'm flat delta. Markets run. Remember, right. the market went from the
0: back of the tent all the way up to here. Right. Standard 3.4 your, your rules you can use for that. Right. Exactly. 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 Give you a guideline. So I rolled
1: down half of the upper longs, add a little bit of positive delta, not crazy, added $1,500 of more upside um, profit potential. And I'm mindful of what's happening back here, but I'm also mindful, know that the pattern, the odds of this coming back and ripping and in, uh, back into the tent are so low. Also, I probably
0: wanna add too, you probably have some sort of technical level there where this is gonna tell you that you're getting into a reversal and you'll lose some of your profits, sure. It goes wrong, but it's still going to be a good trade. Yeah,
1: Yeah. certainly if it it starts to
0: penetrate back through this line,
1: then I'm going to have some concerns that, okay, maybe this up move doesn't have the legs that I
0: thought it would.
1: Yeah, I've got a plan. I mean, basically what John is saying is you have a plan for what you expect, and you
0: also have a plan for if you're wrong. It goes your way fantastic as it doesn't. You take your profits, you move on. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Chances are you're going to get out of this with more money than you risked initially going in. Right. so Yeah.
1: So here we could go to the next adjustment. The market is doing, it. it's continuing to break out. It's going to go, looks like it wants to challenge this cluster swing high. Um, and at this point, I want to take advantage of the fact that the market's really gone up and be cognizant of, okay, you know, while the market is going your way, it also means the odds are increasing that it's going to not continue to go straight up to the moon. I mean, it's kind of common sense. But we, it's easy to lose sight of that. and look what I can do to this trade to take out some risk in case the market does reverse. For 40 cents, I can roll this lower long up and take all, I believe I take all the risk out. Let's see. Look at that. Yeah. Went from eight, not, wasn't all the risk, I think later on I do. I went from $18,000 of actual risk, which is down here,
0: you can see it here in the margin, and I cut it to eight just by rolling this up for 40 cents. Right. And, and you know what? I would expect a negative reaction off that swing high. I don't think we got it in this case, but I would expect that. Yeah. And so, so that's what I'm playing, yeah. playing for that,
1: right? So it's like, you don't get giddy that everything's working in your favor. You're also playing defense while things are uh, playing a form of defense while things are going your way. Right. I uh, know there's a little... Okay. So let me go to... Oh, that's on the fifth. Okay. So we did reduce some risk into the sweet nice cluster zone. So let's go to the fifth. And I believe we do the same tactic as the market's moving our way. So let's look at. Yeah, see, see the market. The,
0: the market's getting continually overextended here, right? It's yeah. getting overextended. So what I
1: want to do while it's going my way, now it's getting really overextended, like John said, and I could do the same maneuver for almost nothing. For 15 cents, I can roll those lower longs up. I got nine grand of risk. I roll the lower longs up. I got no risk. Right. I mean, yeah, talk you talk about yourself. and continue. Yeah. Continually bearish situation here. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got no risk. I mean, that's kind of Nirvana with his campaign style of trading. Like you, you don't, I went to the both sides of the trade. Now I'm in the driver's seat. It gives me a lot of optionality.
0: Um, but you're taking on, Actually, losing risk for only a very short period of time, and then no. once you're once you're once you once you got to capture, you're good to go. Yeah. So let's go to the next adjustment,
1: and like we said before, I do want to try to play for as the market comes up into a moving average and prior zones for a possible rollover. What can I do to uh, to take advantage of it?
0: You know, you get this severe overextension. I'll tell you what I'd be thinking is mm-hmm. bare verticals at this point. Bare verticals. Yeah. The market is getting so overextended. You can go way out of money with bare verticals, and you can put on a, a, a level that's almost impossible. Yet. Yeah, you and might do something like product that, product. right? Do something like that, right. Yeah. I mean, that you're would do it, at a higher level, but you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We already know you're, out you're out close out to exploration, but I would probably put yeah. it further from exploration and get it at a higher yeah. level. Yeah. yeah. That so happens. many things you can
1: do at this front. I mean, it really opens up your set of options you could do with the trade. So let's go to the next adjustment. So the market's running away with it. I can't really make anything more to the upside. I'm trying to take it out risk out of the trade, same thing. Take the risk out of the trade, same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's go to, to the X adjustment. Okay, so at this point, I got nice gains. I'm running out of time in the trade. It's only five days, but look at this profit potential I have if the market does decide to back off. I've got no risk in the trade to the downside. So I've got a lot of things I could do. I I mean, kind of, like I said, I'm in win-win. So how can we kind of play this, right? So there's a major breakdown candle in the market. So we hit the moving average, we hit the prior cluster, we look like we're we're rolling over, and then we have a bounce. But this candle right, ha- right here is a breakdown candle, pretty huge move, 3%. standard deviation move. I mean, high odds we're going to continue down, which this is positioned really well for it. Notice that I didn't, I was playing for that. I was playing for that possibility. It didn't get so crazy with continually trying to lock in profit, trying to lock in profit. and raise this. Maximize. The more I raise this, the more risk I create down here. So I wasn't crazy with that. I had a significant gain up here I was happy with. So I did, And I wanted to be cognizant, like we've been talking about, of the reversal. Once you get that overextended, what's the odds become higher and higher that you're going to get the market to back off. Um, so with only five days left and this beautiful looking posture, I don't want to miss out, like I talked about earlier, of this actually coming back in the tent and kind of have the really outsized gain. So why don't we add a little time to the trade?
0: mm-hmm right so i are t- running out of time that's your problem yeah you're running
1: now, out of time take the five dte trade same strikes roll it out to 21 so we add about two weeks to the trade now i don't have that gigantic curvature but i still i'm in the game and i can still play this I still make higher gains like the wow. like the trade don't like the time frame so yeah yeah exactly so long, let me just click through day by day, and then we'll get to the end of this trade. I just want to sh- demonstrate how this kind of works out. And the best played plans don't always um, work exactly, but you want to put yourself in a position to win. So market's coming down, doing what I want. There's nothing really to do. I don't have any downside risk, right? So the market, it had that big breakdown candle and it's coming down. My expectation could be you know a 50% retracement from this low to this high. It could be, uh, you know, a test of this low, which would be my next immediate expectation. So another 50 points down was 1800. Ultimately, I'm thinking it's going to come down to the 1770 zone. So if we time this just right, this T plus zero line online could pop. Any anything less than 1770, I probably want to be out of. I want to be out of this trade. So kind of wanting that. My expectation is for the market to come down in this zone. I'm bumping, I don't really need to bump down my stop, but I can, uh, if I, we get a hard reversal and just be out of the trade, although at this point it's probably going to be, you know, roughly what the upside gain is. So let's go just a couple more days here. Markets coming down, getting some gains, starting to get that gamma. The Market goes up at this point anywhere. I probably want to be gone. It's like gaining huge, but I'm getting something down to ten days. And at this point, got the bounce. I get a I get a reversal. I get a, a bounce at an area I expected. I've only got nine days left. I don't want to. I don't want to mess around. So, did I gain a whole lot more from where I was trying to play the downside? Not really, but I was. I put myself in a position to win big didn't happen this time right nice nice gain no doubt but I, you know at this point I don't want to roll this back at time and keep playing it um I gave I gave it the shot time to move time to take the gains and move on and 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 uh reassess and formulate in a new plan so that's what I have for you John that's the way we trade these two uh, this trade subjectively to try to get those excess gains.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what I want to do is I want to answer a few questions for you guys and we'll wrap this thing up. I'm going to go backwards here, Alan, because Alan asked, why wouldn't you just start out with a bearish butterfly and then add and manage like an M3 point for you? That's something that you certainly could do. So there are many, many different ways to make money in the marketplace and many, many different ways where you can adapt this strategy depending on your personal preference and the types of things that you uh, like to do uh, as a trader, right? So a personal style and so forth. Matter of fact, Steve has his ways. I have my uh, my ways. They're actually quite different, but they all utilize M3.4U concepts and techniques. And uh, you know, we just do them in different ways and we're both extremely successful. So there's many ways you can do that. So yeah, if you have a uh, start off with a bearish bias, you can do a bearish butterfly Course, i would do that with a limited upside in other words i can enter in a bearish butterfly configuration but i wouldn't necessarily want to do a bearish butterfly trade because if i'm entering as a bearish butterfly i enter the market with a bearish bias going in if that bearish bias if if the technicals tell me that bearish bias is not likely to play out anymore then in which case i just exit i don't scale in and hope i win right yeah uh, I, it's just, john sorry yeah i was on mute so to answer this question
1: you know where we were in the market I didn't have a bearish opinion, right? So, I mean, we did break out of that larger range and then it look like we were either going to set up a new range, uh, drop lower or, or go back test, go back test and touch that prior range. So I wanted to have a posture on that. I didn't want to, at that point, you don't want to overcommit. So if I'm bearish and we set the range, and then we go test that back test that high, you're going to have. You probably would have, from where I entered, probably had certainly three butterflies on and a lot of negative delta, and be getting drawn down. And now you really need the market to roll over to be
0: successful. So why right, not get yourself... drawn down and you're you're risking yeah. a lot of money and right? So There's w- better ways to do that. Right? Yeah,
1: I wanted to get be in the market and have kind of a dual plan, like if then for two situations, right? So. You have to really understand how that bearish butterfly works. I'm not saying you're wrong and that plan wouldn't have worked. I'm just saying, understand the context of what's happening that if the market rips and you're in a bearish butterfly posture, you're going to have, you got to be able to be willing to deal with
0: the drawdown. Right, right. And basically by doing that, if like Steven said, you're kind of backing yourself into a corner where you're, where now you're limited to what has to happen in order for you to win. Yeah.
1: Good point. I always wanted to put myself into when I'm wrong, I lose small. If you're wrong in the bearish butterfly, it's and you've, you and then you stay out. with it, it. It's a big. It's loss, not going to yeah. be a small loss, right? And right. that's just understanding your
0: strategies. Exactly, exactly. Understanding your strategies for sure. Um And then there's one other question that I would like to address here. Of course, anybody who has anything else, please feel free to put them in. But. Um, in regards to a, the stagnant performance in the M3.4U from 2018 to 2020 period, as shown in one of the earlier slides, what are other non uh, or low correlation strategies you recommend being part of a trading portfolio to best complement M3.4U? Right. So we are trying to bring our traders to a different mindset. This is still in the mindset where I'm going to have a trade and it's going to win all the time. And if one loses and the, performs, the other one's not going to perform. All you're doing by blindly, non-subjectively adding a set, adding a trade to an existing trade, realistically, all you're doing is you're creating another trade that is going to have dynamics of times when it wins and does well and times when it loses. And it doesn't matter if it's one trade or two trades or five trades, that dynamic of trading in itself does not lend itself to large returns consistently over time. There is None of that, right? You're trying to create this magic trade where you're just trading it on subjectively. And again, you're just adding more complexity, hoping that it's going to win. You're you may not have the same winning and losing periods, but you're going to have the same overall result over the long term. So again, we want to get away from that time period of just, you know, randomly adding a trade we want to develop further than that as a trader. Also, this goes on as I understand the M3 u for you has a neutral bullish bias. Or less stress to the upside so i assume it would be good to pair with a uh, bearish str- bearish for smoother portfolio growth again i am not about smooth portfolio growth searching for smooth portfolio growth you get small gains and when you lose you lose big it becomes problematic i am for uh, large gains small losses break evens right small loss break even large gain small gain large gain small gain you know the break even It, it it doesn't come in all at the same time the equity line goes up and down but you avoid those big losses you avoid those big dips and you have a very strong equity curve over virtually any yearly time period that is is really what we're going for um again all you're doing by combining strategies and both trying trading them blindly is you're just creating another trade and you can do that but I wouldn't expect different results over the long-term. You're going to have similar results over the long-term. Um, okay. So that is, uh, that's really all the questions have, except for this other one from Bill. This may be a dumb question. There are no dumb questions. Uh, uh, well, actually, first thing, Hussain says, thanks for the feedback. Yes, I do understand and agree to mitigate a mindset from non-subjective to more subjective trial trading strategy. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to beat anybody up. And, you know, if if non-subjective is your way to trade, then that's fine. The M3.4U is a fantastic strategy. You can see the, the results. And and even over the, the large dynamic market conditions, over time, we make a lot of money. Uh, and it is going to run through its cycles where you have a very long extended periods of good performance, as you know, periods of not so maybe suboptimal performance that's going to happen you're not going to correct that by just adding another trade and doing the same thing, right? So I'm just throwing out reality. And I know this. I've been doing this for over 50 years, training traders of all different levels and hedge fund traders everything else. That's not going to get you. It's just going to make things more complex for you, okay? So um, anyway, that's my suggestion. If you really want to get those smoother, bigger returns, learn to read the market. And of course, when you start doing it, when I say that, a lot of people, they come out and they just start being subjective out of nowhere and they don't understand, fully understand the strategies, like I said, because they've been trading them to for profit and loss. Um, they don't fully understand the strategies and they don't really under, understand the market. And That takes a little bit of time to develop a feeling for the marketplace and where certain levels are and exactly how to combine these things and put them together. In other words, you're probably going to suck at it at first and you may even experience a performance drop at first. But over time, when you get better at it, like just like anything else, right? When I go from crawling, right, I'm a baby, I can crawl really, really well, I can crawl wonderfully. When I try and walk, I mean, you know, I wanna try and walk because I see other people walking around and look how well they're doing. But when I try to walk, I'm gonna fall down a lot. In other words, I'm gonna be, it's gonna be easier for me to crawl from place to place for a while. But the, the other thing, you gotta keep trying, right? Yeah. It's even, I
1: was gonna say, speaking of which, I've got a coaching session right now for a subjective trader, and
0: we're going to teach him these strategies as we speak. Right, and so, I have to get off the webinar because otherwise, yes. you can't have your coaching <laughs> session. So, thank you, Stephen. Um, hey, thank for 20, two minutes, and you'll be a, a, just a moment late. Uh, this may be a tough question, but are there parts of the course you you can get? Ant- oh, 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 yeah. Well, if you're a member, if you're a member, ask anything on our membership, yeah. and of course, you can ask questions too, and I'll answer them in the Skype group too, too, as I can in the Skype group too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if there's We're a lot of questions you. on a particular area, I would do an update. So, all right, yeah. Stephen, you got to get on. I got to get off. Have a great day, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the process. Trade well. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And that is what I have for you today. If you have any questions or comments or anything else you'd like to see in the next Trading Performance Podcast, please list that in the comments and I'll personally answer your questions and comments for you. Also, I'd love to encourage you to come on over to LockingYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E, in YourSuccess.com and check out our Trading Performance and Pro memberships, where you can find the tools you need to become a much more effective trader, regardless of the type of trading you do. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you on the next Trading Performance Podcast.